Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. That is right, my friends. You are listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Hope you had a great weekend. It is a pleasure to be here. Thank you for joining us and lots of exciting things happening here. And we'll get into those as uh, the show unfolds. Today, we have Obama's 50th, excuse me, 60th birthday party. Oh, sorry. Trending on Twitter is um, a hashtag that says Obama variant of COVID-19. COVID There's been some, what, some video released. There wasn't supposed to be any pictures or video from the Obama birthday party bash on Martha's Vineyard, that $12 million or whatever it was, uh, estate on Martha's Vineyard, which, by the way, the left tells us Martha's Vineyard's about to be underwater, but Obama is not concerned enough uh, with that, the rising sea levels, to purchase, did not prevent him from purchasing this, uh, this property, which, by the way, I mean, on the one hand, good for them. On the other hand, you know... I just don't – there's something wrong. You know, someone like Trump makes his money before going into politics and then others – both parties, by the way, making money, getting wealthy when they're quote-unquote public servants. That is, of course, another um, another thing altogether in my opinion. We're allowing – created a system here where folks can get wealthy off of their quote-unquote public service. But that's – Neither here nor there at the moment. But Obama has a big birthday bash. Now we've got trending on Twitter, hashtag Obama variant of COVID-19. COVID so so basically the story is, the story is Obama was going to host this big birthday bash. I forget how many people at first. I think it was 700. I could be wrong on the exact number, but I think I remember reading early on 700 people we're going to be attending his 60th birthday party at Martha's Vineyard. And once, uh, you know, folks caught wind of this and they realized where we are or where the left or where certain politicians want to, uh, people think we are with COVID. I don't want to, again, just trying to set the stage here without getting bogged down in these all these caveats, all these pl- areas we could run down and talk about, but where, how COVID is being framed today, whether real or whether over-exaggerated, I don't want to talk about that at the moment, just that's the framework we're talking about these things within. Obama has his, um, this birthday party, a lot of people come. There's a COVID coordinator, by the way, COVID coordinator, and the COVID coordinator was asking people to, I believe, take a a test, a COVID test. You could come if you have a negative test. 
You did not have to be vaccinated, which somewhat did surprise me. But of course, the assumption is, as the New York Times reporter, which I got a soundbite from that, a New York Times reporter says that uh, some people think that this crowd, hey, this is a sophisticated crowd, so of course they got vaccinated. The only people that aren't vaccinated are morons and uh, Trump supporters. This is, again, what what the um, perception is. Well, it's actually was reported by the, a New York Times reporter um, who was talking about the people she had spoken with on Martha's Vineyard. She says that is something that she had heard. And so there was pressure on the Obamas for this big birthday party, this bash. And they cut back on the number of people that they were inviting, which is interesting to me because then they, some people say they didn't cut back anything, but I did see, according to uh, some report on uh, television, I think I saw it online somewhere here, but I, I saw David Letterman got his invitation. He was uninvited, I guess. He, he apparently didn't make the cut. Um, there were a couple of others, too. But a lot of, also a lot of Obama staffers. So people like Jay-Z and Beyonce, they're going. But people that, uh, David Axelrod was one that was supposedly cut. I don't know what actually, who was cut and who wasn't. I don't know if that actually even took place. But the political pressures were so, uh, so much that they said, hey, we're going to cut this down so that we won't have too many people. Remember what's going on here is any, you know, we're talking about returning to masks and social distancing and all this stuff, forced vaccinations in some extreme circumstances, vaccine passports, all this stuff happening. We can't get around, you know, maybe it's time we, we isolate ourselves again. We're not allowed to see anyone, but those people in our house, this is again, a repeat of what we did last, what last, uh, last spring of 2020 lockdowns, all this stuff being talked about. Is this the direction we're headed? What about schools? Schools are starting back up again. Uh, masks, all this stuff, right? And in the background, that's, well, that's in the foreground, but then suddenly this Obama birthday party pops up and and none of these rules were followed. In fact, there's the, from the leaked video, from the leaked video, um, you can see Obama up on stage. You can see other people there. No one's wearing a mask. No one's social distancing. And then the rest of us who pay attention to stuff like this, and we try to reconcile what we're told, right? So it just the whole picture is crazy. The people who flew in to Martha's Vineyard from God only knows where on private jets, creating emissions that they tell us are going to sink the island of Martha's Vineyard where the party is being held, right? They fly in from who knows where, carbon emissions, carbon's going to heat the planet, heating of the planet's going to disrupt the, um, the the way that, that nature works. There's going to be more rain. There's going to be more storms. There's going to be polar ice caps melting. All this stuff's going to cause Martha's Vineyard, because of the, ultimately because of the melting, the warming, to go underwater. And even if it doesn't go underwater, it's going to be wiped out by some massive Category 5 hurricane or something, maybe even a Category 6. We may have to create a new category of hurricane because of man's pollution using uh, you know, things like private jets. But none of that matters. 
None of that matters. COVID doesn't matter once you get inside the house of former President Barack Obama. Once you get there, once you get off your private jet, those things don't matter because you are now amongst the elite. This is the biggest, well, not the biggest, but one of the biggest beefs that people have, rank and file, average Americans have with radical leftism. These folks love to tell you what to do. They love it. They love to tell me what to do. They love to micromanage our lives. They love to give us a list of things we have to do to appease them to make sure that we're not at war with mother nature a whole list of things behaviors with covid you know can i shake hands can i be five and a half feet no no you can't be within five and a half feet you gotta be six feet away from someone else what if i'm healthy what if i have antibodies oh no no you still gotta get the vaccine right in fact when you get the vaccine and look if you get the vaccine great that's your prerogative i'm not I'm just saying the pressures here. We know where the pressures are. This is undeniable. If you don't get the if if you do get the vaccine, you better have a picture of yourself getting the vaccine and you better post it on Twitter and you better use the appropriate hashtags and you better thank Obama, excuse me, Biden, but probably Obama too by extension for saving us from COVID-19. If there's a new outbreak of COVID-19, you blame someone else. It can't be it can't be the president this time. It's probably still Trump's fault for all we know. This is the kind of talk and rhetoric that comes from this group of elitists. And when you watch their behavior, when you watch their behavior, it is precisely the antithesis, the opposite of what they tell us to do. They preach, right? I mean, this is just, this is undeniable. This is undeniable. They, of course, can use private jets because they're important. I'm reminded of Mayor Lori Lightfoot of Chicago, who had to get her hair cut while the rest of people, the people in Chicago could not because she had to look good. She has to be on TV news. She has to look good when she's out there in the media. Why can't the average people just understand this? Right? Nancy Pelosi. You look at all these jokers that broke their COVID rules. And by the way, Republicans too. I've said it before. Governor Holcomb here in this state. I mean, it was cool for him to go down to Brown County, but the rest of us could not go because of restrictions on camping. Yes, there's a governor's residence down there, so it's not a 100% equal comparison. But the fact of the matter is, rules apply to everybody else. Remember the picture of Holcomb? I looked. I don't really particularly care about someone's political party. I'm talking here about the hypocrisy, the double standard. You know, make sure you stay five feet, hunker down. We're all in this together. All these catchphrases that they'll say in the media, but the second the cameras are off, they're out there doing things that they're precisely telling us not to do. Just had the D.C. mayor uh, Brewer back here just a week or two ago, hours before her new mask policy went into effect. What is she doing? She's out at a wedding inside without masks, without a mask. A double mask. Maybe she should have doubled mask. Maybe if she double masked, it would make up for her having no mask. Is that something? I'm sure Fauci would tell us that. If you didn't wear a mask yesterday, if you wear two today, that will equal out, you know, and that will average out to cancel that stupid decision you made to not wear a mask. And by the way, there's also a there's also a uh, former Biden transition. I don't know what you call this guy. He's uh, I've got a soundbite from him saying that masks don't work anyway. 
someone from Biden's. He's not from the administration. Maybe he was part of the transition team. So all this stuff going on, right? Obama variant on <laughs> trending on Twitter. Um, you've got, you know, just the hypocrisy, the double standard. And this is this is what liberalism is at its core. And I, I just it, it's it's such a it's such an illustrative point to make. I mean, it it is it is at the core the main problem with liberalism. The main problem with liberalism is that a it's based upon feelings. It is not based upon logic. It says, "Ooh, I don't like that," and so the government government do something about it. And so you've got a bunch of willing people who step in to say we're willing to fix it. We'll tell you how to live your life, and of course, they don't change one bit. In fact, they oftentimes live extravagantly beyond which I have no problem with, so long as the extravagance that they're living comes from their own personal productivity and not from getting rich off of the federal government, which of course happens at an alarming rate. People go into Washington, D.C. without much wealth. They come out wealthy, connected, set for life, right? All sorts of benefits, all sorts of book deals, all sorts of ambassadorships lined up. It's one of the reasons I'm not Look, I would support term limits. I'm not I know some of you are and that's that's fine. I I still think term limits only address the symptom. The real problem the real problem is that we have a disengaged voting population generally speaking. Now, it's becoming more and more engaged, but it's also becoming more and more deceived by certain places in the media. But nonetheless, nonetheless, having a uh, term limit is is not going to eradicate these people because they travel kind of in in flocks. <laughs> I mean, if one of them can no longer run from office, it's going to be his buddy, his nephew, her cousin, her best friend, her campaign manager. And then when that person gets elected, they're going to appoint the person who no longer can run to be ambassador to Japan or whatever, right? Some Some sort of position where they can continue to... I don't know, look down their noses at Americans, micromanage our lives, preach to us one thing and do exactly the opposite. But this birthday bash, and I got no problem. Obama can invite anybody he wants to his birthday. It's just, again, the hypocrisy of this. The hypocrisy of this is so much. Meanwhile, Fauci's out there, Fauci's out there talking about Sturgis. He's worried about, you know, the Sturgis... um, the Sturgis variant. He's worried about like 700,000 people there, but of course that's much bigger than Obama's, but that's outside. Sturgis is outside. The rally or the birthday party at Obama's is inside. I mean, again, trying to, to make sense of all this through the eyes of the media is just too much to, to do sometimes. So wanted to share that off the top. President Obama, 60 years old, former President Obama, 60 years old, Birthday bash. David Letterman lost his invitation, I guess. And so, so did David Axelrod. And so did other Obama staffers. Meanwhile, Jay-Z, Beyonce, other I don't know who athletes, but I don't I don't follow entertainment. So when I start reading names and looking at these performers, I don't know who they are. And I kind of consider that a good thing in many instances. Once I look them up, 
In fact, one of the songs performed, I can't even play for you. I'm so tempted. I wish I could. I would have to bleep so many words, you would not even know what it was. It's called Birthday B. We'll just say that. Birthday B. It's a five-letter word that follows birthday. That was a song that was performed this weekend at Obama's birthday party. Birthday. I can't say it. It's a terrible song. (laughs) Anyway, I got to take a break. Quick timeout is in order. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. By the way, Oz, during the break, asked me, she says, is your mic muted? Because I was reading the lyrics, the edited version of these lyrics, by the way, to her from one of the songs performed at Obama's, at least what I've read, at least what I read, there's a guy, a performer named Trap Beckham. Look, I I literally have no idea. This could be, this could be a joke. Someone could go to elaborate extremes, and this could all be made up. I have found the song on YouTube. I have found the lyrics on Google, and I was reading them to Oz. And this is, I, I for these for the folks who, <laughs> oh my goodness, for the folks who have think about this. You bring this guy in, Trap Beckham, to perform at your birthday. The song is Birthday B. That's the name of the song. I mean, that's it's just a word I'm not going to say on here. Um, and the lyrics, I, I, I'm not even kidding you. I don't think there's a single line in this. I'm scrolling down as I'm looking at this that I would even want that I, I could read. One time for the birthday bee, two times for the birthday bee, three times for the birthday bee. F it up, it's your birthday bee. Then they say that line, it looks like four times in a row. I know in here there's um, the Me Too movement would not be happy because of some things that this song is telling uh, the listener to do. Um, there's a talk about, (laughs) I just, I don't even want to get into it. I just, the, the moral authority of the people, they think, they think that they're, that they are just this great light, this great hope and, and, and morally decent. And we're just to follow their example. This is, this is the former president of the United States. I just, I can't get my head around this. And I so wish I could play this for you, but it just would not work because there's no way. It would just be beep, 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 beep. That's what the song would sound like to you. It is out of control. Anyway, Oz was, as I was reading those lyrics, she was concerned that my microphone was on because, um, of course, I was reading them as dryly in the most dry fashion as I could, which makes it even... I think even more entertaining when you just read those ridiculous lyrics as though you're Ben Stein or something. But anyway, enough about that. Enough about the Obama variant. 
Um, let's talk a little bit, a little bit here about masks. And since we're talking about COVID, and again, my apologies to uh, YouTube and Facebook, who's not going to like what's about to play here, but I want them to know before they try to censor me, which of course I'm sure they will anyway. But just, hey, if you're a censor at YouTube, a censor at Facebook, um, and you're thinking of taking down my video, just this guy that's saying this, this guy that's saying this was on Biden's transition team. And he's a he's a doctor, which if you're a YouTube censor or Facebook censor, a doctor is someone who does science, since that's how we've boiled this down in 21st century America. Are you pro-science or anti-science? Well, this guy's definitely pro-science. The science taught him to vote for Biden because he's on Biden's team. The science um, has done all sorts of things. It pays this guy's paycheck. It provides him a living because he's followed the science. I want you to listen to this. This is even on PBS. I mean, I should be as safe from being censored here as humanly possible. I'm going to... PBS, government-funded television, to listen to a doctor who is a Biden team, you know, team Biden guy. He's not in the administration, but he is, um, he's part of, he was part of the transition team. He voted for Biden. So this guy, this guy is the poster child for being Mr. Science. I mean, he, he checks off all the boxes. And it's on PBS. So it's funded by taxpayer dollars and generous donors as well, PBS. But I should be safe from playing this. So YouTube and Facebook, I don't know what else I'm supposed to do. I've I've gone to a Biden source. I've gone to a public broadcasting system, a channel that's funded by the government to provide this soundbite. So if I get penalized for this, I don't know what else to say about it because all I'm doing is playing this. So here we go. This is what he has to say. Make sure I got this. There we go. Okay, this is what he has to say about math. This is a minute or so. I've had concerns, and and it dates back to April of 2020, about the concept of masking. Needless to say, it is a political hot button beyond anything I've ever seen in public health. And yet at the same time, I think we've all done a disservice to the public. When you actually look at face cloth coverings, those uh, cloth pieces of hang over your face, uh, they actually only have very limited impact in reducing the amount of virus that you inhale in or exhale out. Uh-oh. And in fact, uh, in studies that have been done show that if an individual might get infected within 15 minutes in a room uh, by time and concentration of the virus in the room, if you add a face cloth covering on, you only get about five more minutes of protection. And so I've been really, unfortunately, (laughs) uh, really disappointed my colleagues in public health for not being more clear about what can masking do or not do. On the other hand, if you use the N95 respirators and you fit them tight to your face, you can actually spend 25 hours in that same room and still be protected. But we're not going to all be using N95, right? I mean, I've got my mask here with the Saints logo on it. I mean, it seems that we can't just do that. Yeah, so he there's a little bit of back and forth there, but that's the gist of it. The gist of it is, here's a Biden guy, a doctor, a guy that does science for a living. I love how we talk about this. 
by the way, science. Science teaches us. Science taught this doctor that masks don't work. He thinks that this has done a, a disservice to the American public, what masks can and cannot do. He's out there t- it's actually saying we need to all be wearing N95 respirators. And by the time this is all said and done, we're going to be we're going to look like a hazmat team out there walking around going to the grocery store. But this guy says this guy says mask, cloth mask, they don't do anything really to stop a virus because the virus is smaller. It might uh, it might help decrease the amount of virus you're you know um, subjected to in a given period of time, but if you're around someone who's infected, if you have a mask or don't have a mask, unless you stay a really short time around them, your likelihood of getting infected is pretty much equal at some point. So anyhow, I'm look, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, whoever wants to censor me for this stuff, I don't know how much more of a source I can provide for you. This is, again, a Biden guy who does science on PBS. This is like a match made in heaven. This should not get me in trouble. Quick time out. Listen to the conservative, not better talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. By the way, program brought to you in part by Freegee and Freegee Auctions and Marketing. Freegee, TJ, a good friend of mine, back since uh, high school days. They provide a wide uh, variety of uh, services, wide variety of auctions. So you can go attend one of their auctions online or in person. And yes, I said online. Not all their auctions are online, but some of them are Online, you'd have to actually go to their website, freegeauctioneers with an S, and that's F R E I J E, freegeauctioneers.com to see which ones you can actually bid on online. Um, in fact, I think the next one may not. August, here in a couple weeks, heavy equipment, farm machinery, cars, trucks, mowers, etc. That's the next auction. But you may also want to reach out if, if you need help auctioning. Maybe, maybe you're involved in managing an estate maybe you're doing some big move kind of like what what we're doing we've already talked to tj about this as well so check them out freegeauctioneers.com f-r-e-i-j-e auctioneers with an s dot com so i mentioned that fauci fauci was on with chuck todd over the weekend chuck todd was talking to fauci about sturgis in particular sturgis the big uh, bike rally in western South Dakota. Beautiful part of the country, by the way. Um, so there's a big Sturgis rally. They estimate 700,000 people. Chuck Todd's worried about this. Fauci's worried about this. Of course, and Oz asked me, well, what about Lollapalooza? I wonder how Oz knew about Lollapalooza. Some of the stuff she knows about. Don't know how I didn't know the Lollapalooza. I don't follow this stuff. I just I don't I don't care. But that it was I think last week in the Chicago was it Chicago? I think I did see that when she said it. But anyway, those things apparently don't matter. What matters are things like Sturgis. So listen to this exchange between Chuck Todd and Dr. Fauci about COVID, about super spreader events, and keep in mind. 
He didn't ask him about Lollapalooza. He didn't ask him to chime in on Obama's big birthday party bash, which, again, I know the numbers are not the same, but look, Sturgis is outside. I just, I don't know. Sturgis is outside. We're supposed, you know, the number of people who are vaccinated, um, people who have had COVID-19. Again, studies consistently show that long-term immunity of some sort remains with the individual who's had it, which should not be surprising. It just should not be. This is the way the human body works. Anyway, all that stuff going on, it doesn't matter. They just want to talk about, I guess, idiot people that they think are, you know, either conservative or Republican, these bikers, right? These guys aren't out there um, supporting the latest liberal cause. I can almost assure you of that, and at least in, in numbers, there's always exceptions, but Anyway, they have a problem with these guys. Here you go. Uh, in the plains, in the Great yeah. Plains, we have Sturgis, South Dakota. There's going to be a, there's a gathering right now of some seven hundred thousand people. Last year, it was a smaller turnout, and it was over about one hundred and fifty thousand people, and it and it led to a massive outbreak in the Dakotas, where they became number one and number two. Uh, for essentially the rest of the calendar year of cases. What do you expect this rally to do to that part of the country? Well, I'm very concerned, Chuck, that we're going to see another surge related to that rally. I mean, to me, it, it's, it's, it's understandable that people want to do the kinds of things they want to do. They want their freedom to do that. But there comes a time when you're dealing with a public health crisis that could involve you, your family, and everyone else, that something supersedes that need to do exactly what you want to do. I mean, you're going to ultimately be able to do that in the future, but let's get this pandemic under control before we start acting like nothing is going on. I mean, something bad is going on. I mean, we've got to realize that. Something bad's going on, all right. We can all agree on that. Anytime that we have people running the show who want to micromanage our lives certainly something bad is is going on when there's disregard for the constitution disregard for liberty did you hear that it's certainly understandable that why people want to do the things they want to do <laughs> what what in the world it's, and what's this talk about we'll be able to get back to doing these things again when my goodness if we follow the logic and the rationale here i don't know that We're even remotely close to seeing the light at any end of the tunnel. I mean, this this is just, this is beyond reasonable at some point. Now they're talking about cases. Why are they talking about cases? Because deaths have not gone up. Thankfully, you know, they should be saying, thankfully, we have had, if if this is less lethal than than it was originally, and of course, there's all sorts of questions about data and who was getting counted for COVID death and all that stuff. But if, if even by the numbers now, however they've been counting those, if this is less lethal, then that is, they should be celebrating this. And at some point, if the mortality rate is super low, if the mortality rate is, you know, dropped to, to, to flu-like levels or other things like that, comparable um, things like that, and there's a vaccine, and there are treatments. I mean, what else are we supposed to do? Again, I go back. Remember, this all started, we were told back last year, 15 days to slow the spread. 
here we are, what are we, I don't even know, 18 months into this, 15, 17, something like that, 15 to 18 months into this, and we were told 15 days, 15 days. You realize that? I mean, at some point, I just, I asked this question. I'm not trying to lead anyone anywhere, but how long is the average person going to put up with some of this stuff? How long is this going, are we going to allow people to, I don't know, lead us down a path of fear? And I don't even mean to say that we shouldn't have any concern for this stuff. I'm just saying how long, how long are we going to allow our lives to be disrupted? You look at what's happened to the economy and to businesses there, to mental health. There are a ton of other consequences for this massive amount of consequences the amount of education the amount of educate that the that, that didn't happen studies have been done that show that the average student has lost will lose $60,000 of income over their over their life because of not being able to get this these months of education or it wasn't done as effectively i'm not saying that's right or i'm just telling you what the studies say $60,000 over the lifetime of potential earning. That's what they've, they've lost in and, and, and modern dollars so far as I understand how the study was done. But you think about the cost of this, and now there's a vaccine, and now there are treatments. At, I mean, what, what else? Look at the, the, the bazillions of dollars we've thrown at this thing. Now we've created supply chain disruptions to where I mean, I, I could tell you stories of people that I've spoken with, people that want to come on this program and, and advertise that can't because they're so far behind because of supply problems. So it's, a, it's directly affected even our ability to bring on new clients because of all the ramifications. This, this is a domino board that is massive, and the dominoes that have been tipped over, and it is a mess. It is a mess, and it has affected all sorts of areas of our lives. Not only that, it's also affected uh, the labor market because of governments, uh, you know, what they did with unemployment and so forth. It is just one big massive mess, and I'm not saying that public health isn't of concern and there shouldn't be things done at some point for some things, but my, oh, my, at what cost and for how long and why can't we make our own decisions the fear-mongering is is great and it's powerful to some some people sit around and watch this every day they watch the tickers they think oh here we go they think you know that they can predict the next outbreak the next variant i mean we went to the, we went to the indianapolis 500 that was a massive event i don't know how many hundreds of thousands of people were there but there were a lot i'm sure there were people that predicted some variant that came from that or that people were going to just drop over dead after attending and so forth. I I don't know. I mean, I don't, the ability for people to just talk and think these, you're not allowed to even ask those questions or bring up those points. That's, that's unfortunate. You're just supposed to be afraid and do whatever they tell you for as long as they tell you whatever the cost is, doesn't matter. Just do it and shut up. That's what they want you to do. That's the only solution in the minds of, People like Dr. Fauci, the media, and some of these politicians. I got to go run, run along this uh, segment. Sit tight. Back here in just a minute.
Welcome back, my friends. Just uh, winning moments here of of the program. I did want to get to this. There's a couple of other things I couldn't, I didn't have time to get to, but headline here, justthenews.com. More than 1 million people entered the U.S. illegally in the first six months of 2021. From January through July, the number totaled more than 1.1 million, enough to create the 10th largest U.S. City. I mean, here we are in Metro. Well, we broadcast here. The home base is Indianapolis. We broadcast, you know, here. This is this the city of Indianapolis is roughly in that in that vicinity. So think about that. The number of people who illegally have entered into this country in the first six months, the number of people is one point one million people. I mean, it's absolutely crazy to think about. Tenth largest U.S. city. Unfathomable. Got to take a break. Back in just a minute. Again, it's just remarkable to think about. Remarkable to think about, again, the mess, the unmitigated disaster that we find ourselves in here just, uh, what is it, uh, eight months in to a, a Biden's term? Seven, I guess probably technically seven. Gee whiz, we're, what is that, one-eighth of the way through his first term? Gee whiz, what a terrifying thing to think about. And this is, by the way, why there is panic in the Democrat Party. They know that they've gone, what, six, seven months now uh, with nothing but but bad news. Anyone that pays attention to what's going on instead of what they're told, right, that the narrative they're told can see that there's massive problems here. And so the Democrats want to change the tune of what the election will be about, the midterms will be about very quickly. But I've got to go. SDG. See you tomorrow. Take care.